Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Free podcast with your host, Kai Wilson, where I want you to be financially free, physically free, spiritually free, and emotionally free. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me again. I'm glad to have you. I'm glad you returned. Um, This week, you're going to have a, I say solo episode, but I'm not solo. I'm with Hmm. Orlando. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hi. Um, And today we have a new topic. Mm -hmm. It falls kind of under finance, but well, it's it's a financial decision. Right. So let me start off first by saying thank you to Keisha. Keisha was our guest for a two-part series. So thank you very much. Hopefully you guys caught her on part one and part two. If not, please go back and listen to those episodes. Um, I had some epiphanies during those episodes, some information that she shared that's going to be helpful for me and my daughter, I believe. So thank you very much, Keisha, for joining us. And we left all of her information. She was KeishaVStubbs.com, and you can find her there. So today, like I said, we have a new topic, something I wouldn't know really where to put this, but kind of to me goes under budgeting and ownership. And I'm kind of going to, the subtopic or the main topic may be loss of ownership. Right. So this discussion today is about something Alanda and I both spoke about where America in general is moving away from ownership and more to subscription-based um, or renting stuff, mm-hmm. leasing stuff, and not having actual ownership of things. Uh, what examples do we want to start with? So I guess to kind of give a, a background, or not necessarily a background, but just more of an in-depth break, is every for like the past 10 years, I'd say. Okay. Maybe, maybe less, but definitely 5 to 10 years. Everything has become harder to own, whether that's, any type of product you do uh, a movie you know there used to be tapes and dvds now you have to have netflix or you can't really watch anything Extreme. you go music you could you used to be able to buy i mean you still technically can buy mp3s but nobody's storing mp3s anymore if you have pandora and and spotify and all those other apps then and then you move to stuff the essential stuff that you need like every student work slash worker, slash employee, slash boss, owner, you're going to need Microsoft products, just period. But now you can't outright buy the disc anymore. You have to buy a monthly subscription, a monthly, yearly, whatever, however long you're having to keep payment on a product that used to be able to get for like $200. Now you're paying thousands of dollars over five years for quote unquote free updates that they don't (laughs) really do. Right. So, and and that's just in the consumer part. We do have, of course, we touched on this before, where uh, we have all these investors coming up and buying homes, and all. It seems as if you don't already have right, right now. Right. It's going to be more and more and more difficult to own to get anything. It period. And have it. Yeah. Just any any type of ownership. Period. You yeah. just have access to it. You don't own it. So you guys know this is in my um, my I don't what what would we call it my little characteristics about my show 
my oh your subtitle yeah my show is built around one of the characteristics one of the focuses of this show is ownership mm -hmm. and i like ownership because i've stated before i don't really like making payments i don't like reoccurring payments on things i don't like my account to be hit over and over again for little bitty payments um i like to budget my type of budgeting i like to budget to pay something off mm -hmm. or if i can't pay it off at one time i still like to budget as if i'm going to pay this in so many days or months or years or whatever and then i want it to end and then i want to be able to take that money and move it to something else and purchase that item so yeah with this new of course i'm online with streaming i don't think there was a way around that i do still have dvds though i have cases of dvds i mean they still sell blu-ray in my like garage yeah. yeah but i only have one dvd player in the house um so yeah so i, I just want to talk about this briefly um what, what ideas do I have or do you have? Um, I would suggest if you have things that you actually own, even though it's not the newest or greatest, if it's now a um, difference of owning that thing, even though it's an older model versus having to get a new model where you don't actually own this new model thing, you're going to uh, lease it forever and make the payments forever. Right. To hold on to the new thing, and I've I've never been the new type of girl. This is not this is not new news. I don't mind using old stuff as long as it works. Mm -hmm. So, um, just big picture. So if if this is where we are moving, if this is where the world is shifting to, um, subscriptions and not really ever owning anything, how do you work your budget? Um. Hmm. Simple math. Okay, let's, let's let me go back. Okay. Simple math. We're gonna use your really easy one. You just talked about DVDs. We just talked about uh, movies. Right. Okay. So I nowadays you can buy a DVD player. DVD player's got to be fifty bucks. <laughs> no, get you, that? Yeah. Yeah, you have to be able to get a DVD player pretty cheap. So fifty dollars. Um, DVDs. I, don't, I have no idea how much a DVD costs, but let's just pretend like we can still get a DVD for ten Blue to twenty dollars. A Blu-ray will run you around thirty. Okay, for a $30. new one, thirty to forty. For so how long? Movie. And you're talking Blu-ray. I've never had a Blu-ray player. I've I'm not even sure if they still make DVDs. To be honest. Oh boy. I'm not even sure. Okay. I don't so fact you... check me. Well, well, fact check me, but don't like quote me on that. Right, right. But I'm about ninety percent sure they only they, do Blu-ray now. Yeah. Okay, so thirty. When I see $40. commercials, I only see Blu-ray. Okay, yeah. Blu-ray. And I own some Blu-rays. I just didn't have a Blu-ray player. Mm. So anyway, for budgeting purposes, I'm just trying to figure out. I bought the player for 50 bucks, And let's say on average, um, if we're comparing watching movies on DVD versus going to a movie theater, are we just comparing it to having cable TV and watching movies at home every week? I don't know. But I'm going to push it out and say 52. Let's just go to, let's use the number 52. We're going to watch 52 movies in a year. That's one per week. What's that math? Okay. That's one Are you doing week. the math? That's, that's 52. Math. 52 times 30. Because I, I really want to know what this comparison is. Hold on, guys. 52 times 30. Yep, I'm just doing one movie a week. So you're at $1,560 mm -hmm. plus your player was another 50. So we're at. $1,610. Right. And if we're doing streaming devices or streaming services, how much is it per month? Okay, and this is the other catch with well, the streaming. Well, here's the thing. 
I have like six of them. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> Streaming. Because if we just did one, Netflix mm-hmm. is what, 20 Netflix bucks a month now or about something? about like 18 or something. So yeah. we can basically say 20. Netflix is 20. Hulu, they all have their tiers. So like Hulu, right. if you, it's like $10 with ads and then like 15 without or something, something like that, 12 without. <sighs> Uh, then Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime is the only one I like because it's more than a streaming service. You pay $70 if you're a student and then like 150 if you're not for the whole year for free shipping, all the other stuff that comes with Prime, and then all this. And it's just one a one-time payment. Um, a year. Yeah, which is, to me, still better than paying $30 for 12 months. Well, and that was what I said before. Yeah. I don't like when they do my monthly. Don't do not bill me monthly for $20. Yeah. Give me the annual fee and let me go. Or at least give me the option to do that. Exactly. You know, instead of because that's uh don't want to get too off topic, but that's kind of a concern that I think a lot of companies are having is everything can't be subscription based because you you would be isolating your customer base cuz everybody can't pay you can't pay for everything, right? No matter how much you want everything, and uh, that's why Netflix kind of they backed out, but they had got into a little hot water when they were trying to say, "Hey, uh, we think the owner doesn't live in the house that you're logged in on." So oh, we won't. yeah, and everybody was like, "Uh, no, we we'll all cancel Netflix if you start doing that." Right. But um, maximize their profits. Yeah, because want every single number to have a separate account. Because I know some households where, you know, the dad may pay for Hulu, then the 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 kid may pay for Prime because mm-hmm. he's the student or whatever, and then the mom will pay for Netflix or, and it just kind of balances out a little bit. But if you got if you start doing that type of real cracking down on oh you can't share anything, I think you're cutting out half the people that's going to use your service, and then less viewers is less less advertisement. So I do think they're trying to find that that balance, but at the same time, it's just. It's almost like when, when I was jokingly asking you, what was what is a stream worth? You know, how many somebody streams this movie? How much is that worth to an advertiser or to the company itself? How much money are you making off that one stream? See, and I'm trying to do a comparison, but I can't even. You, how much is a stream worth? I I've never. I don't think I've ever bought a movie just that one movie. Mm-hmm. So this came out, and I went to wherever you go and mm-hmm. just bought the movie and watched the movie comparing it to going to the movie theater. I bought the ticket, went right. into the theater yeah. and watched that one movie. I don't I don't know how much it costs to download and stream a particular movie. Really nothing. Don't really cost it costs I mean you're paying internet. It's, it's no I mean but no yeah, yeah. but the person who's gonna charge me. So say Exactly. So that's that's the that's the that's the question. Like I I jokingly said it but like is it's it's a serious thing. Like how much is a stream how much is one person worth to Spotify or one set of eyes worth to Netflix or how much? Oh, my goodness. Okay, and then, okay, we, we're talking about this. The last four phones I've purchased, mm-hmm. I buy the 256 gigabytes. Oh, uh, yeah. That's going to be obsolete in a little bit. But, no, they still sell. Uh, Apple still sells down to 32. 30, yeah. So they, I don't think they sell the 16 gigs anymore, but they still sell the 32 you can only download so many apps exactly with the 32 gigs. Well, that's why I said it's going to be obsolete in a little bit because you have phones with terabyte or almost um, 500 gigabytes and a terabyte hard drive for an app that you still got to pay for stuff in the app. Right. Well, and I was going there to yeah. say 
now you want everybody to stream stuff. Every, everything comes with an app. There's mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything left on earth that does not have an app to it. But your phone can only hold so many apps. You only right. got so much storage to even hold this many apps, which means every company can't get every customer they may want because I don't even have not only may not I may not have the money and the budget mm-hmm. to pay your service. I don't have the space to download your app yeah. and, and get to your services. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's one of the bigger problems in like almost every community, especially like the gaming community, like because you used to be able to buy a game for sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. And GameStop. that was it. You had the game. That, that was it. You may they may have an update every now and then. If that, and this is like back in 2010, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. they might update, but you didn't have to pay for the updates because you bought the game. Right. But now you buy the $60 disc, right, or the $60 download. And then in order to play that game, you have to be connected to the internet. And then if the game isn't updated the way the game wants to be updated, you don't have a choice or not. You have to wait for the update. And then you might have to pay for a new character or a new skin or a new storyline. That's To me, that's an incomplete product. So, you know, Celia and I had it out about this, right? Mm. She didn't bamboozle me. She was a child. She didn't fool me. She probably didn't even realize. She didn't realize it. But when I bought her the Switch, Mm -hmm. my mind, I'm thinking my old Atari. You just said you buy the console, you buy the the cartridges, and that's it. Yeah. That's how it used to be. I didn't know. I bought the Switch. And of course, there was a bunch of additional accessories. She needed to carry. She wanted to carry it around. I didn't want to drop it and break it, so I bought the case and all this stuff. Okay, no big deal. I still bought it. I owned it. I didn't know. <laughs> I ended up actually buying games more than one time mm-hmm. because I bought her the games at the store that she asked me for. Right. Well, the games that you buy at the store, the cartridge only allows you to play the game by yourself on the console or if somebody's with you there. Mm-hmm. Her cousins who had the games, but had the online version Versions. of the game, she couldn't play the online version with them until I bought the online version of the game, and then I had to pay the five or six dollars a month, something like that. It was it wasn't it was less than ten dollars, but I had to buy the online game as well as I had to buy the subscription mm-hmm. for her. Or it wasn't even a subscription; it was something that she could play. With right. the people online. Well, yeah, no, yeah, a subscription to whatever online oh, okay. platform because Xbox has Xbox Live. I think PlayStation, and don't quote me on this because I haven't, I don't, I've haven't played the five yet. But PlayStation might be the only console where you don't have to pay to play online. PlayStation and then your phone. Oh my goodness! Because the phone games are pre- getting pretty great, but so, even even with that, I think that. Apps on the phones may have really been like the testing waters because mm. you have those games like uh, like Candy Crush where you don't necessarily have to pay for it. Right. You, you, you pay for extra lives. You right, pay for right. Extra. Well, I felt like I had been bamboozled. And I, like I said, I don't think – absolutely my daughter didn't do it to me. I didn't understand it. I, <laughs> I went to the store and bought something I didn't completely understand. Mm-hmm. Spent almost $500 on the, all the games and the console and then all the accessories – just to find out within 30 days, I got to buy some more stuff online and I got to sign up the, for the subscription. And I, I was pretty furious. That's how Fortnite makes its money. The biggest game in the world. That's how it makes its money. It's technically a free, quote unquote, game. Uh, free just gets you in there and you can't do anything. You can't do nothing without 
paying for anything. And it, it kind of takes the fun out of gaming because it used to be I'm playing this, I'm going to get better as I play it. I can, you know, talk smack and I earn the, it's like bragging rights. But I now you that. have to buy to be better. But if, yeah, but if you can just pay for, pay, better pay to be levels, better. Better levels, better characters, better. You're not really playing the game. Right. Oh, it's, like, it's like life. Like a uh, rich privilege is what I'll say uh. instead of what I want to say. So this has moved Sela over more to Roblox, mm-hmm. which is her game of choice now because she can play with her friends. Yeah. It's somewhat free, but, you know. It's they, freer than most it's of It's freer, ones, right. Yeah. I didn't pay anything. She's got her own. She's got a laptop. She's mm-hmm. got an iPad. And she's got a cell phone. And so they play on one. They talk on the other. They can do all these other things on it. Um, yeah. So that's it for streaming and yeah. gaming and movies and all this other stuff. But like you said, Microsoft Office. Yeah, I must say those are little stuff. Like let's <laughs> get to the stuff, the essentials. Like right, it's almost a bill for everything. Like I have for my business, I have Adobe. Right, mm-hmm. Adobe charges X amount of dollars for every single program you'll need, or every single program that they offer, and then they charge maybe ten dollars less for the program itself. So. I got to pay, I'm paying extra money just to have access to stuff I might need because it's a waste of money to buy one program with them. Right. Because everything is Get a the package. It's a subscription. And that's that's what I need. Like, I can't, I can't, I cannot have, I can't not have, uh, I hate using double negatives, but uh, Premiere Pro needed edit videos. Right. I can't not have Audition. I need it for my audio. I can't, you know, there's, there's, and that's just my specific business. But you get into the essentials of all businesses. QuickBooks. Now it's a, a subscription. Uh, Excel. Microsoft. All all the Microsoft. Right. Subscription. Except for mine. I still got my old. <laughs> yeah, I still me. got the 2003. You that know I can, I'm uh, hanging on to mine. <laughs> um, so how about other carriers? Can you use other carriers there's always going to be third-party apps mm-hmm. you know um there'll be numbers on on the mac right right i have numbers you and don't pages. necessarily have to pay for yeah you don't technically have to pay for that because it came with the mac but at the same time it's like how many people are going to have it yeah how many people are you mac to, users that when you send the document they can i know i know yeah so it's i mean there's ways to get around it, but it's it's so much more work. They've made it so that it's so difficult to, because I know there's some computers okay. where I wouldn't connect. This was like way back when I was living with my mom. I wouldn't connect the computer to the internet when I needed to use Microsoft because whenever finally like, oh, they just it's started right, doing it's on. it'll start being like, hey, is this a subscription or is this just the program you got? Oh, this is the program you got. Well, we want you to do a subscription now. Mm-hmm. I'll just go ahead and disconnect the internet so it won't so it can't read the computer and I can just use it the way I need to use it but it's just they just make it so difficult yeah okay so those are the little things like mm-hmm. we said well Microsoft is a big thing but let's move over to really big things like cars mm-hmm. uh I can't remember um just while I was at home my cousin was renting a car through the car share i can't remember the name of it i had never heard of it she was Mm -hmm. the first time i heard of it so instead of going to enterprise or one of the big boys it was an app it was a program where Mm -hmm. you can rent someone's car right 
for, for the, the day. day, hour, whatever it was. Um, even that. I like the concept. I like the concept because we have rental cars and there's always going to be a need for a rental car. Right. But that's just, it's getting so personal. For me, I don't know if I want to rent my car to a complete stranger. Mm -hmm. I will loan my car to someone I know. I don't think I would ever rent my car as much as it is a necessary, lucrative, probably business. I don't want to rent my. It's it's just like Uber and Airbnb. Yeah. Well, Airbnb is kind of. Same thing. They're going down pretty pretty hard now. But um, I don't want to rent a room in my house either yeah. to a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to go to the Holiday Inn. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. am not open to that idea. Yeah, but if we go further into living, um, oh, I forgot the name of the company already. But there's more than one company. But there was one company that was trending on Twitter. Okay, and I'll like, tell you what's the name of the big company. Uh, they were trending on Twitter about two, two days ago. Um but people are in an uproar, like, yo, I can't buy a house because this investment company that has never even come seen the house is just snatching up all this stuff. All the properties. Sending blank checks and just going to auctions and just getting them because they have the most, they have the capital to do so. And now you're forcing people who could be homeowners, who have the. And they're buying up all the affordable homes. Mm-hmm. They're buying up all the, um, you know, first-time homebuyer. Not right. first-time homebuyer, but... But those types of homes. Yeah, not, they're not buying the million-dollar homes. Yeah, that the they could be The two and three yeah. million-dollar homes. Mm-mm. They're buying the ones that are easily going to be in the rental market. So I'm going to refer to this article, and I don't know if I ever gave you guys the title before when um, Andrea Morgan was here, but the article is called... It's The title of the article is, When Wall Street is Your Landlord. It was printed in the Atlanta... The Atlantic magazine so at the atlantic.com the date of the article was february 13th of 2019 mm. so it seems to be coming to the forefront right now yeah but this article was written february 13th of 2019 so they that was two years it. ago yeah and it is i'll tell you now it is a lengthy article it is not a short article and it's got a lot of detailed information in it mm. and again the title is called when wall street is your landlord this has been in the works for a really really long time right because by the time this article was written two years ago, it was already an issue. Mm-hmm. And it's only increased and gotten worse. So um, I don't know what the purpose is that these corporations are buying up all of the property they can get their hands on. Um, well, it's an eradication of the middle class. Yeah, people keep, we, we've heard that said a bunch of times. Yeah. and. The stuff they're doing seems to be proving that to be true. Yeah, but if you say that, you're called a conspiracy theorist. But let's be honest, there, there are things... Well, read this article and there's mm-hmm. no conspiracy to it. The facts <laughs> right. are here. Yeah, exactly. The The, the thing is, you know, the old, the, the old um, saying, rich get richer, poor get poorer. But that's what our country is technically built off of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's capitalism. If you can find a way to make as much money as possible then you're fine right but what we what we do and this is not me you know being marxist or socialist or whatever this is just me seeing what we have and figuring out how to how to navigate through it but you either are a creator or a consumer there's no in between no you either create something that's going to get you a whole bunch of money or you work your whole life to get just enough money to figure out what you're going to do tomorrow or today. 
but we've almost built something that that that's eating itself which is why i'm a big proponent of uh ubi universal basic income because at least you know a thousand dollars ain't enough to live off of but at least it can give you room to breathe you know a month but that's that's a different topic for a different day but i mean it's just how we were built as a business capitalistic society you either have it or you don't you either get it or you're stuck so going back to the property part that we're discussing um, if you guys refer back, and, and I'll share this article at, when, when I release this episode. Um, in the show notes. Yeah, in the show notes. But uh, you may want to hold your property at this point. I yeah. know it's a lucrative time to sell, making a lot of money on the sales. You could um, sell and end up not having another place to buy. Sell and not be able to get another home. Or if you sell it and you sell at a high, you're going to buy the next property at a high. So that's kind of crazy you're not really saving any money. You're buying the house, your dream home or your next home at the highest price. You're also selling your current home at the highest price. It's the same thing. Like you want to sell at the highest price and buy at the lowest price. That's, that's, that's the winning formula. Yeah. <laughs> sell high, buy low. Um, yeah. So if you are in a property now, you have access to a property, there's family properties. At this point, I would encourage you to go ahead and keep that property. Stay Hold in fast. that property yeah. and <laughs> keep that property because I don't know the long game. I don't know where we're going with all these corporate owners. Um, they're just apparently there's going to be a lot more tenants out there. Mm-hmm. Is it the end of this month, the end of June? I believe yeah, it's the end of that's June. When the, uh, we're losing the morts, the rent moratorium, eviction yeah, moratorium, eviction whatever moratorium, they called it. Yeah, and people are just going to be out. Yeah, so kicked out. But I think that's I not no type of expert. Just I've just been researching and look and listening to what you guys have been saying here. But I think that may cause a uh, just just like there is a quote-unquote employee shortage mm-hmm. i think that's going to cause a tenant shortage and i and i think just think a lot of the um rental prices are going to drop dramatically you think so because you think there'll think be too much rental properties it'll be, i think it'll be too much properties with nobody in them but where are the people that are going that are going to be evicted from properties going that's where I think. I don't know. That's why I don't but think there, the rent's going go, down. There's no going. There's not going to be anybody. If you can, if you couldn't pay your rent already. Well, no, you know? because this is what has happened. To some people I know. Mm-hmm. Once they got so far behind, they just stopped paying. So even though that they could pay and catch themselves up at this point, mm-hmm. there are people that are just like, "Hey, I'm already 12 months behind. They want tens and tens months, of yeah. thousands of dollars." Okay, and I understand that. But the I'm smart thing to do is save that money then. You're not paying rent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe six months you couldn't afford to pay the rent. The last six months you were able to um, get a replacement income and you were able to pay the last six months, but you didn't pay because mm-hmm. you were already too far behind. Technically, you should have a lot of extra money from the rent. So maybe some people do have some stored up cash. And when they are asked to move or leave the property they're at, they have money to put down on the other property. The other side of this we haven't talked about is credit. So That's now you ain't been paying anywhere. I'm about to say, how is your eviction going to affect your credit? Yeah. How will you be able to get another? Guys, there is a big picture here. I don't know what it is. but That's what I said. I just think, just credit. like the employee shortage. There well, might, people have you know, to go somewhere. They got to go somewhere. So I don't think that the rent is going to plummet because people have to go somewhere. 
they're going to have to be housed mm -hmm. somewhere. So I don't know. Are they going to change? Catch. Are they changing? Something's going to have to change if they want if they want to get them there. Maybe the down payments are lower. Maybe mm -hmm. we don't yeah. check credit anymore. Or credits not an indicator of qualifying. Maybe but sure. something something drastic is going to have to change if they if the number that they keep talking about because they're talking about like in the millions. Like if if that number, if millions of people get evicted, which I, part of me don't think they're even gonna let that really happen. There's still a little bit of time. Well, when we're recording this, I don't know. By the time this is this is released, it, it'll be different. But um, you get millions of people with bad credit that can't get no place to go, and you got all these empty places. I mean, in Atlanta that means right you're now, you're gonna have to change your guidelines. Yeah, that's what I said. That, Something, something's gonna. You have no happen. tenant. Yeah. And you got to know that some of the tenants that are coming to you are going to be bad risks from previous locations. Mm -hmm. Because if these people are all going to flood the market at the same time. Exactly. I that's, mean, unless I find out that you're moving from a state to a state for yeah. family reasons or something like that. Yeah. But if I, if I see you're moving from Atlanta to Atlanta, then at it's the time flag. that yeah. all the conviction, uh, evictions just happened, I'm going to make the initial assumption that you were in with the evictions. Right. Um, yeah. So it's like, because in Atlanta, like the average is like 1300 for like one bedroom. That's the average mm. in and around Atlanta. You got to go like to deep in a Cobb or Gwinnett to get a little cheaper or maybe further south. But I mean, that's just the average. And people can barely afford that now with quote unquote good jobs. So you're talking about people that have been in the, that have been grandfathered in because I know I know a few people that have been mm. renting for yeah, and I know a lot of grandfather people. Yeah, and so but they, then they're stuck. Yeah, so they're they like their rent is like dirt cheap compared to everybody else. I know people paying eight hundred in the same apartment complex where they're right. asking for fifteen hundred. I know, I know those people. Yeah, so if if you, if those people end up somehow getting kicked out, then then what? Like it's. Uh, this is like a this is like a drama to me. Yeah, something's going like to have to give. Watching a real live drama. I don't know what other countries are doing. I don't know how this country <laughs> has gotten into this type of a mess. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, not supposedly, all of the uh, what, what do we call them? Non third what are, advanced countries? What do we call these? Third world countries. I mean, well, not no. the third world, but we're first world. First world. Okay, mm -hmm. first world. It's such a stupid term. All the first world countries went through COVID the way we went through COVID. How are the effects so much different in these other countries than in the United States? First world problems. But um, Sweden's a first world country. Spain is a first world country. What? Sweden and Spain don't have American problems. When Sweden and Spain <laughs> shut down, they didn't have people out in the street like, no, we're not, we're not, we're not shutting down. We're going to stay. We're going to do what we want. It's, it's just it's the way America's built. You got you got Georgia beefing with Atlanta. You got like it's just there's no only time we're unified is when we at war with somebody else. They ain't ain't no the first world problems. People got too much and too little money here. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well that's just my opinion on the matter. No, no, I mean <laughs> you know, I'm watching it now like a soap opera. And it's I I'm not wanting to see, I'm not making light of it. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to be entertained by it. But All I'm really trying to figure it out and get ahead of it. But yeah. I'm just, uh, you know, maybe my brain does not think on a big enough horizon 
maybe I don't have enough experience. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe I don't know the right people that I'm getting covert information. But I just mathematically, I can't figure out this equation. Where are all the people going that you are reporting in these reports and newspapers and CDC and all these, how Mm -hmm. many people have not paid a mortgage or 90 days behind? How many people are six months behind on rent payments? Where are all these people you're reporting? Where are they going? And the news clearly stops at that number. That's all Mm -hmm. they say. Oh, there's this many people behind on payments reported this month. There's this many people without jobs. They keep reporting Mm -hmm. these numbers, but you, nobody is reporting what the solutions are. What are the plans? I don't so think you, anybody has it. You keep reporting. No, there has to be a plan. Uh-huh. America is a no. America plans their their stuff. They don't tell us the plans, but mm-hmm. they're it's very planned. They know what they're doing. I think we give. I'll just say our government. I think we give our government too much credit. No, nope. because when you read this article, because mm-hmm. you didn't read the article. They no, I, I just saw the article. I mean, I just saw the sentence right here. It mm-hmm. says that they gave it's right in the top of the article. It says that whatever incentive that these companies are working under right now, mm-hmm. the incentive that that they're working under that are buying up all the homes everywhere, mm-hmm. they were given these incentives after the 2008 meltdown. Right. So they were given the incentive to buy these homes because they didn't want a bunch of vacant properties. Mm-hmm. It says right here in the article. Once the market rebound, um, once people were in better situations, they were able to qualify for home and mortgages again, they did not pull the incentive back. So they gave the incentive because of the meltdown of 2008 and they didn't want the vacant properties and it made sense. Mm -hmm. Once the number rebounded, and I don't see it right now, it's in the article though, it showed like in 2006 or something, the number had, not 2006, that's going backwards. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's in the article, guys. 16, maybe? Maybe. It said that the numbers had rebounded and were on track and, and rising from mm-hmm. 2008. But it clearly says in the article, for whatever reason, the federal government did not um, draw back the incentives that they had given these companies to buy. Well, how much changed in between those times? Were, this, were the same people still in office? I'm, I'm just what? being devil's advocate. I don't know. I don't. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. It doesn't say who put the law into force, right? But I don't even. I don't know if it matters who was in. It was put there for a specific purpose, and mm-hmm. when the purpose ended, they didn't pull the the rule back. Mm-hmm. So they got to. I mean, it's in the article. I'm reading about it. Right. They got to know that they're giving, and I don't know, it doesn't even say what the incentive is. It says, it just says, they're it says it, they were incentivized, but it doesn't say what the incentives were. So they got to be aware that they have money going to these corporations. Mm-hmm. And they're now at least five years past needing to give those incentives. Right. So you're still giving them, We they have not needed them. The article itself talks about it's out of control. Everybody knows it's out of control at this point. So what is the plan? These corporations have probably lobbied, I'm guessing, or they've probably Mm -hmm. made the pitch of this. I know early in the article here, it says one of the article, one of the arguments that they made was that, um, oh, I just read it. Okay. 
But who filled these empty homes? Few Americans were in buy, in a buying mood, and for those that were, mortgages were harder to come by, and they had than they had been before the crash. Crash. Mm-hmm. So the government incentivized Wall Street to step in. Right. In early 2012, it launched a pilot program that allowed private investors to easily purchase foreclosed homes by the hundreds from the government agency Fannie Mae. These new homeowners would then rent out the homes, creating more housing in areas heavily hit by foreclosures. Mm-hmm. I find that funny. Okay, so the foreclosures we know ended. Mm-hmm. We know we have been in a, a super high real estate market, a super tight, uh, quick-moving real estate market. Where where did the incentives well, – I don't well, – the incentives – <laughs> where does this? Where are <laughs> no, the for, just, where are the foreclosures? They did it because of the foreclosures. Uh-huh. Where are the foreclosures right now? You can't get a house on the open market right. at regular list price. You can't go to an auction and get a house now mm-hmm. at a reasonable price. There are no foreclosures to be had. So I'm. So why is this incentives? Why up? the incentives? And that's why I said there clear there's something in play. We well, don't know why, about. Well, that's just why I said who's in office. Because here, here's here here here's here's my stance on 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 things and that we, was obama so it happened in 2012 and, I, and it was funny because i know that uh <laughs> he had a lot of quote-unquote beef with raw street but here's where here's where i'm going with my full point do i fully trust the government no i don't fully trust the government i don't fully trust anybody to do anything that they say they're doing but me and you like each other and we can't sometimes agree on what, what we want to eat tonight right <laughs> How do we expect thousands of people in the government to agree on one plan? You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I'm just like, I think we give them a little too much credit. I think it's a bunch of idiots doing a bunch of idiot stuff and lining their pockets and not necessarily understanding oh, what no, they're no. doing. I don't think it's a plan. You see I what I'm saying? I don't think they've all agreed to one plan, mm-hmm. but it's somebody's plan. Now, I don't think they've all agreed, mm-hmm. but there's somebody's plan is at work. Somebody has a long game. Mm. What it is, I don't know. But somebody's got a long game. Somebody has uh, figured out how to keep this um, program running, and it's helping their pockets. Oh, yeah. And they've got plans for the money, and they've got plans for the properties. So, But how do the plans line up with the people that are going to need to rent these properties? And that's what I'm saying. It's I think we have somebody has maybe been on the, okay, Somebody's had their agenda. Other people have had theirs. I think we're at a point where things are clashing, and I guess we just have to see who wins. But something dramatic is going to have to happen in order to either stop millions of people from being homeless or combat the millions of people who are about to flood the market at one of the all-time highs we stated in a couple episodes before, right. you know? Right. So we'll just see. But I think it goes all the way back to ownership, as in some, there, there's a group of people who saw that, hey, I could give you the same product that I've been selling mm-hmm. for quote unquote, you think it's cheaper because you pay me a monthly price. Mm-hmm. But Whether after it's I paid rent, for it for five, six years, exactly. I've paid for it eight times. Exactly. Whether it's rent, whether it's, um, Hello Fresh, where you just somebody you're buying food wherever you're buying for X amount of per month. If something, if nothing is done, 
it will eradicate what we know is the middle class. Mm-hmm. And you'll just either have rich, mm, not as rich, but still richer than most, right. and straight poor. Right. So I think we well, just need to be careful. And richer than create. most, <laughs> they're going to be the sub-rich. Yeah, that they'll, yeah, they'll be the be new the, middle class. Right. Yeah. The uber-wealthy, the sub-rich, and everybody else. Right. Uh, I Well, last thing I'll say is um, I think – I don't agree with hipsters on a lot of stuff, but I think they had it right <laughs> when they started buying things again. I mean, eventually the market will reset in terms of. If we you know, are going through the great reset. Right, exactly. Cryptocurrency, exactly. guys. Uh, my Quickly, the banks, I said this before, they're mm-hmm. getting in. I heard the commercial this morning. I don't listen to what they call terrestrial radio. I don't really listen to terrestrial radio. Mm-hmm. But actually, on my way to your house, I heard a commercial. Mm. It was a, I didn't pay attention. I missed the bank name, Mm -hmm. but it was an actual advertisement on the regular radio. Cryptocurrency is at the regular banks. So Mm. I forgot how they had it. They didn't use the word Bitcoin. It was, it was basically a starter program to get you into cryptocurrencies. Mm. Essentially, They didn't use Bitcoin. So maybe it's their own private coin or I don't know what it was, but the great reset. Well, yeah. Where I was going with that is, you know, how, streaming services took over and then vinyls came back Mm. there's always going to be some type of balance right so it's just where where is that going to come from for everything or you know are people going to in response to video games are people going to start is there going to be another older video well ataris and stuff came back but Mm -hmm. is there going to be another company that has their model like the older video games right right is there because there there has to be an option exactly exactly and uh so that's that's all i would say you know to watch for and that's why i say the reset will happen because it it had we've seen it happen we've seen the balance at least and um i don't know just just budget your money and don't don't put everything on auto pay because you'll wake up you know to a check and then three hours later be right back at zero because you done paid all your bills in or one look time. the yeah. auto pay that was coming off of my credit card that's mm-hmm. It came off a seedless computer. Oh, wow. Some fitness something. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, charging me every week, and I was not checking my credit card statement. Mm -hmm. Charging me every week for some fitness thing. It, how, and I, that reminds me, because I had to file a complaint against Mm -hmm. it. There was no way to turn it off, of course. Mm -hmm. The site doesn't really, truly even exist. You know, seedless and kids things all the time. I'm sure it was some completely fraudulent thing. Mm Mm-hmm. It was probably in a gl- game. She clicked something, and but you couldn't turn it off. When you yeah. go to where Apple tells you to turn off subscriptions, there was no turn off option. And when I tried to go to the quote unquote thing she signed up for, there's mm-hmm. no real company there and there's no contact information. So somebody just been taking $10 out your account for yep, yep. Weekly. Weekly. And I was not. Getting I, banked. Oh my gosh, weekly. Yeah. I don't want to tell you how long that was happening. So, <laughs> I, yeah. And of course, Sila was in tears and she's like, I didn't sign up. And of course, I knew she didn't intentionally do it. But this is what I hate about it. Mm-hmm. This is what I hate about her careful. having her own stuff. She clicks stuff. She lets people use her phones and her computers and they click stuff. And that's what happens. Anyway, yeah. so this has been another episode. Follow, like, subscribe, share. ReadySetFree.me is the website. ReadySetFree.me or ReadySetFree on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and mm-hmm. Twitter. 
Um, get your t-shirts, get your books. Get your t-shirts, get your book. I've actually sold some um, journals recently. Good so job. the journals are there, you guys. You can always get the journals. They are undated monthly journals. So you can start in any month and you just write in the month and you put in your dates yourself. I made it that way. So even if you filled in January and then you put it down and didn't go back till April, you can pick up and start in April. There we go. So the journals are always available on readysetfree.me. I have orange and I have blue for $21.95. Anyway, that was my plug. Um, thank you guys for joining me. Orlando, thank you for co-hosting today. Always. I hope you guys have a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever time you're listening. And we will see you again next week. Thank you very much for joining the Ready, Set, Free podcast with your host, Kai Wilson. Bye-bye. Uh, 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 uh.